Welcome to Come and Reason with Christian psychiatrist and author Dr. Tim Jennings. Together we will reason through complex issues to find evidence-based answers that harmonize scripture, science, and our life experiences. I'm your Come and Reason host, Charles Mills. COVID-19 might be one of today's most dangerous enemies of life and health, but it's certainly not the first. We've been here before. As a matter of fact, the Bible addresses this very topic. Here to explain is Dr. Tim Jennings via Skype. Dr. Jennings, what have you discovered as you've explored the Bible with this particular topic in mind? The question that we want to talk about is what are viruses and where did they come from? And we want to give a biblical worldview of this. First off, just to let people know what viruses are. Viruses are coded information that infects other systems in order to co-opt the original functioning and replicate themselves. Mm, In living organisms, viruses are made out of coded DNA or RNA, and they will hijack the machinery of living cells and redirect that machinery to produce more virus. This typically results in the death of the organism that it infects and ultimately the death of the virus itself unless something is done to stop it, like your immune system. They just replicate, or sometimes called replicators, and it's just me, 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 more of me. That's what a virus does. In computers, viruses are made out of coded information written in the language of the computer program that it's targeted to infect. Mm -hmm. These viruses will take over the operations of the original programming and redirect the functions of the computer either to replicate and infect more systems or to do nefarious activities. One common question that people ask, are viruses alive? Are they living organisms of themselves? And the scientific world, this is very interesting, the scientific world debates this, but they never actually come to a final conclusion and they describe viruses as being, quote, on the edge of life. And this is because the evolutionary non-Bible worldview has actually no explanation that's reasonable that actually works for where viruses came from. They don't fit in the evolutionary worldview. Mm -hmm. In the biblical worldview, though, God created life on earth. And when he created life on earth, it was without disease, without defect. There was no death. And life, in order to exist, requires three elements, physical matter the molecules that make up our bodies, energy, and the coded information found in the genetic material of all living organisms. When God created, he would not only have created the physical matter, the atoms that make up our proteins and carbohydrates and lipids and DNA and RNA, he would not only given the breath of life, the life energy, but he would have written the code into the DNA of the living organisms. And that's what we find in our chromosomes. And then the the life that God created in Eden was flawless and sinless and without any bad code or defects. So consider, consider this. When Microsoft or Apple coders write the code necessary for the computer to operate, it is written without viruses. So, too, when God wrote the code that governs the operation of our, our lives and bodies into our genes, it was written without viruses. When Microsoft and Apple release their operating systems into the marketplace, viruses do not spontaneously generate from those systems. Likewise, when God created Earth, it was virus-free and viruses did not spontaneously generate from God's creation. And where where do computer viruses come from? 
malicious people can examine the code and purposely hack it and write code designed to infect and alter its original functioning. Satan does not have power to create, but as a malevolent and intelligent being, he is capable of corrupting God's creation. And after Adam sinned, then he was able to write nefarious code, viruses, to infect all of creation. And Jesus alludes to this in Matthew 13, where he says, the kingdom of heaven is like a man who sowed good seed in his field, but while everyone was sleeping, the enemy came and sowed weeds among the wheat and went away. When the wheat sprouted and formed heads, then the weeds also appeared. The owner's servant came to him and said, sir, didn't you sow good seed into your field? Where did the weeds come from? He replied, an enemy did this. Well, it sounds like we have an enemy that is stalking our homes and our workplaces and our world today, Dr. Jennings. Well, we do. And Paul in the New Testament refers to this in Romans chapter 8, where he talks about how all nature groans under the weight of sin. It doesn't mean that trees commit sin or animals commit sin. It means that all of nature has been damaged by being hacked by an evil malevolent force that causes disease and defects and so forth. And viruses are basically coded DNA and RNA that is designed to alter God's original design and cause disease and defect. Well, if these viruses cause these defects, we're lost, we're sunk. There's no hope for us because God created us and Satan is altering us. Should we just turn over and die? Without intervention, viruses will kill the organism that they infect and ultimately destroy themselves. That's why our immune system fights against them. Ah. And so the immune system will ultimately put a stop to it. But people without immunity, even the common cold is a death sentence to people without immunity. People on immunosuppressant drugs are those rare cases of the, you know, remember the the bubble kids that have to live inside a bubble because they have no immune system. Any virus at all that we think is as very benign like the common cold is deadly to someone without an immune system because of what viruses do. They take over the machinery of the cell and simply replicate themselves until they destroy the cell. That cell dies, releasing viruses to infect cells around it and takes over those cells and same thing and it keeps spreading. But our immune system fights against it and ultimately creates antibodies that destroy and kill the virus. So our immune system is that antivirus that our computers need so much. This is exactly what our computers have. They have programming that searches for bad code Mm -hmm. to eliminate it, and our immune system searches for bad RNA and DNA that's not supposed to be there in order to eliminate and destroy it and protect us. That's exactly correct. So can we say the history of disease is really the history of man's ability or willingness to keep his or her immune system up and running. Would I be safe in saying that? There's an aspect to that. I wouldn't say all disease is strictly related, but yes, the immune system is critical to so much of our disease and health-related problems. In fact, we understand now that most mental health problems have an immune system relationship to it. Depression, bipolar disorder, schizophrenia, anxiety disorders. There is a, a very sympathetic relationship going on between our immune system and function within our brain. And so, yes, you can argue, make that argument that disease is, is causing imbalances in these systems. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, knowing that God knows all, can we safely say that in Eden, he 
put into this world everything that we human beings would need to keep our immune systems functioning properly and strongly? Prior to sin, that was correct. Yes, yes. Prior to sin, in Eden, there was no disease or defect. And I think one of the purposes of the tree of life was simply to provide certain types of nutrition that we don't have access to because we don't have access to that tree <laughs> that prevented any uh, genetic decay or random mutations that might appear over the eons and eternity yeah, exactly. that we're designed to live yeah. just to prevent any type of that just corrects any of that. We don't have access to that. So in Eden, there would have never been any of this. And there would have been no malevolent forces to examine. Imagine when Microsoft and Apple released their operating system into a world where there's no nefarious forces, only good-hearted people who would only operate the systems as they were intended, would never seek to hack or write bad code. We would have no computer viruses. You know, I have noticed, uh, Dr. Jennings, over the years that I've run computers and, and worked with computers, which we all do almost continually, that I really trust the maker of the operating system to make the antivirus program. When Microsoft came out with their Defender program, for instance, I thought, oh, good. These people should know what they're talking about because they made the operating system. Can we say the same thing about God and his antivirus? Put that in quotes. Well, I like where you're going with that because you're really transitioning away from the physical, which is the RNA, DNA viruses that affect our bodies, mm -hmm. to the question and, and, and the viruses that we've just described are a beautiful metaphor for sin itself. Yes, yes. Okay, sin is a virus, if you will, of thought. And viruses are a perfect metaphor for sin because viruses are self-centered, just replicating self, exploiting all resources to make more of more of, of the virus, ultimately to results in death. And that is sin. Sin, as it gets into our hearts and minds, corrupt our motives so that we no longer are loving, benevolent, other-centered. We become fear-ridden, self-centered, survival-ridden, so that it's just me, 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 and protect and advance me to the point that we actually result in, in death. So the wages of sin is death, as the Bible says. So where you're going with this, does God have a perfect antidote? Well, of course, he absolutely does. Jesus came in order to procure the remedy that will heal our hearts and minds, and having our hearts and minds restored to his methods of love and trust, then at the second coming, he provides the easier cure, which is with this mortal puts on immortality, this corruption puts on incorruption. So the biological fix and the biological restoration comes when the earth is made new at the second coming. It doesn't come at this point in time. What comes at this point in time is we are freed from fear where we're able to actually love others more than self. And with this idea of Microsoft writing its operating system, notice the new covenant God promises in Hebrews 8.10. This is the covenant I'll make with the house of Israel after that time declares, I will put my laws in their minds and write them on their hearts. Wow. Notice this is talking about a way of thinking, a way of processing. This is an operating system that has been corrupted with fear, self-centeredness, that gets an upgrade or from God receives new programming such that we die to self and we live to love God and others. This is the antiviral fix that we get from our Heavenly Father. Okay, let's get practical here, Dr. Jennings, in the last uh, couple of minutes we have of the program. What can we do to help that all-important immune system for not only our bodies, but also our minds? 
we have to ask the question, what are we focusing on here? Because they're clearly different. A person can do physiologically healthy things that has a physiological healthy benefit that has no trust in God and mm-hmm. has no desire for an eternal life. Mm-hmm. And so physiologically healthy things, you know, we do that would be exercise and sleep and healthy nutrition and those types of things we benefit and can help our music, getting a vaccine, washing our hands so we don't get infected. All of these things are beneficial. There's no belief in God required. That takes care of the physical disease DNA, RNA that's trying to spread. But when we talk about what that disease represents metaphorically, the distortion of beliefs, the fear-driven, self-centered activities that people engage in to hurt others, how do we insulate from that? That does require that we come to a trust relationship with the Creator, and that requires that we see that He's actually a benevolent, kind, loving being who has our best interests at heart. We don't trust people that we view as being harsh and punitive. So how we view God actually affects our immune system? There is multiple research that shows that meditation on a God of love activates the love circuits of our brain, which sends a calming signal to our fear circuitry, which lowers inflammatory cascades. And yes, people who have a regular meditative practice on a benevolent God have a better immune response, less infections after surgery, etc. So that's true, yes. What a beautiful thought there, Dr. Jennings, that you have shared with us. So instead of cowering in our our homes fearful of what's going to happen. How should we spend our time during this great separation that we have with each other? Be a critical thinker and examine the evidence and realize that uh, viruses are not part of God's creation, whether they're physical viruses or the thought virus of of me first. Either one are infections to God's systems, and the antidote is always pursuing God's designs and methods and principles, which are going to be truth, love, and freedom. And as we apply the truth, we apply that truth scientifically. So we take reasonable precautions, wash our hands, don't cough on people, do the social distancing and get vaccines and et cetera, et cetera. We follow the truth, but we do that because we are having concern and love for other people. All right. Dr. Tim Jennings, comeandreason.com is the website. Lots of resources there, his books, his blogs, his television programs, radio programs, articles, healing things. Now that we know what's going on, healing things are available at comeandreason.com. Dr. Jennings, thank you so much for sharing with us today. Appreciate it. Always enjoy it, Charles. Thank you. And listener, until next time, this is Charles Mills along with Dr. Tim Jennings wishing you God's presence in your life. Goodbye, everyone. Thank you for spending time with us today. To continue the journey, I urge you to visit comeandreason.com. Here you'll find many excellent resources to help you gain a deeper understanding of the God we all love and serve. That's at comeandreason.com. This is Charles Mills, along with Dr. Tim Jennings, inviting you to join us the next time we come and reason together.